0: We are in Matthew, and we're actually looking at the cross-references to an account that we saw in the first eight verses of chapter 9 of Matthew. So we're going to look at Luke today. And so I hope you're okay with doing it this way. I, I, just, uh, I just think it's really important to see what the totality is that the Scripture gives us in relationship to each one of these accounts. And so when you look at uh, the parallel, what's called the harmonies of the Gospels, every one of them has just little nuances that are so, so helpful for us to have understanding. So this is Luke chapter 5, and beginning with verse 17, and actually goes from 17 to 26, says this, one day Jesus was teaching, and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there. Oh, we learned something right here that we haven't seen in Matthew and Mark. We saw that there were scribes there in Matthew and Mark, but now Luke tells us there's some Pharisees hanging around too. Yeah, yeah. So they're sitting there, and they had come Uh, From every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. Whoa, this right here. Wow, listen to this. So Jesus is there. He's teaching. There's Pharisees and teachers. Those are the scribes, the teachers of the law. They're sitting there and they had come from every village in Galilee in Judea and from Jerusalem. So they had come from all around. Remember how Mark had said that people had heard that he was there and everybody was gathering around to hear him? So think about this. Who's sitting there? Who is in that crowd? Oh, I just thought of something I hadn't thought of before. Who's in that crowd? Remember how they were the room was packed and they're pressing in the door and nobody could get near? Well, here it says the Pharisees and the teachers of the law are sitting there. They weren't standing at the door. They weren't standing outside. They were the ones that would have pressed and would have pushed themselves in there and said, okay, you know what? I'm a Pharisee. I need that seat in there. That type of thing. So that is who is pre- sitting there before the Lord. That's really interesting, isn't it? Particularly a lot of what we've seen so far up to this point in time. Because we know what's going to happen because we've already seen the mark account that they uh, wind up digging the roof out. So the Pharisees and the scribes would have been sitting there experiencing that. But here's the biggie in this verse. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. The power of the Lord, that word Lord, is that curious. It is. The power of the Lord of the master, okay? was present for him. I wonder who that him is. Well it's obviously Jesus, right? But even in the Greek the word's not there. Huh, what? But it is there. The power of the Lord was him to perform healing. <laughs> All of that. The whole idea is this that the power of the Most High God was there for Jesus himself to perform healing. You know, sometimes when you see that word perform, we, we think um, you get this idea that it's like a, a sideshow or something like that. No, no. The the word perform and healing are the same word. So what it's saying is the power, the Lord's power flow through him to heal. Okay, to, to heal, to perform this. Now verse 18. And some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed. And they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of him. But remember, they couldn't get in. They couldn't even get to the door. Why couldn't they get in? Because the religionists were taking the front rows. The religionists were taking up the space, as well as the crowds pressing in. The Scripture tells us the crowds were pressing in, no doubt. Verse 19, "...but not finding any way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down through the tiles." with his stretcher into the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. <laughs> now remember, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, the scribes, were sitting there. And Jesus, remember from a previous account, Jesus was sitting there teaching. Jesus is sitting teaching. The crowd's there. The religious rulers are sitting there. While he's teaching, there's all this concophony of noise above because somebody's digging through the roof. A stretcher is let down. They had to have sat there and watched all this occurring and happening. Verse 20. Seeing their faith, Jesus said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. So we see that same phraseology in all three accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. That Jesus sees the faith, that seeing their faith, the faith of their who's there. Well, at least the four friends. Likely the paralytic and the four friends. The paralytic may have been the one that initiated this, okay? And said, "Hey, y'all, can y'all take me down? Or can y'all get, get me in there to him?" Verse twenty-one. The scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, "Who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone?" The same thing we saw in Mark, but Jesus aware of their reasonings answered and said to them now I remember in <clears throat> mark it said that jesus was aware of um, in his spirit of what their reasoning is matthew said that he knew what their thoughts were he knew what their thoughts were he knew how they were reasoning so he just confronts them why are you reasoning in your hearts Why are you doing this? Verse 23, which is easier to say, your sins have been forgiven you or to say, get up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, Jesus looks to the paralytic and says, I say to you, get up, pick up your stretcher and go home. So it's called a stretcher here. It's called a pallet and Mark is called a bed in Matthew. It's basically a stretcher. Immediately, he got up before them and picked up what he had been lying on and went home glorifying God. (laughs) To which I can only say, well, you reckon? Can you imagine? Verse 26, they were all struck with astonishment and began glorifying God. And they were filled with fear saying, we have seen something remarkable some remarkable things today. We have seen remarkable things today. Remember what it said in Mark? We have never seen anything like this before. Remember what we saw in Matthew? The crowds were glorifying God who had given men such authority. The crowds were glorifying God. What were the Pharisees and the scribes doing? (laughs) Yeah, well, excuse me, I'm sort of laughing at myself here. At this moment, they were abundantly silent. (laughs) Okay? They didn't say anything. Now, they will later, no doubt, but they didn't then. Tell you what, folks, I do believe, I know, that the Lord wants to move with this same power and this same authority through his body, the church, through believers. I do know that when he does, that the religion is going to act the same way. I do know that when he does, the crowds will react the same way. The problem we got is we don't believe. I think it's time for us to believe and say, Lord, you use me however you desire and to quit quenching the spirit and to see what the Lord does to his praise and his honor and his glory. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.